Welcome to What Healthy Couples Know That You Don't, a podcast dedicated to helping you create the relationship you truly want. And now, here's your host, licensed psychotherapist, Rhoda Mills Summer. What Everybody Ought to Know for Relationship Survival, Episode 40. We arrive in this world with very few skills to help us navigate relationships. It takes a few decades just to understand ourselves, much less anybody else. I wish they taught reading, writing, and relationships in high school. As human beings, we are fragile craft, full of desire, hunger, and loneliness. So how on earth are we to build a relationship with someone else that will last? I think long-term loving requires that we give each other the benefit of the doubt. We all begin a bit too stingy and full of self-interest. Then all too quickly, we decide that somehow our partner is against us. Some slight they may be completely oblivious to. Some misperceived insult that we collect in our suspicious belief systems. We say to ourselves, we know what's really going on. We are like angry squirrels building a stash for the winter of our woundedness. We all have a narrative we keep inside our hearts and heads. We tell ourselves about ourselves, and we tell ourselves about each other. Our own narratives can be deeply dangerous to both ourselves and each other. We can add to our own story the way we believe we are unworthy. We can also add to our own story and then hold ourselves against the other person. Think about that for a minute, against the other person and how easy that is to do. You do it if you get a brand new boss or you're put in a group situation where you don't know anybody. Automatically, your defenses go up and you're protecting yourself and you're holding yourself against the other. I'm just sick of his crap can easily become the storyline you add to and build upon, perhaps even with some delight. Giving your partner the benefit of the doubt is not so easy, and it is more complicated. Harry Bosch in the Michael Conley books and the show on Amazon is a silent, not overly sharing kind of guy. He has yet to find a woman who truly accepts that about the nature of who he is. If you love Harry back, you get this in, is part of the deal. Romantic visions create idealized scenarios in your belief system that doesn't account for all the complicatedness of who we are. How many times have you secretly thought, if they loved me, they would blank? To borrow a line from the lyrics of Porgy and Bess, it ain't necessarily so. 
in the comfortable beginnings of love in relationship, it goes so much more smoothly because our starry-eyed illusions are fuel to glide over the bumps. It's later on that we become easily annoyed by the differences we once found enchanting. This is where the real work begins. I'm going to share a favorite quote from Joseph Campbell that I have on the relationship page of my website, therapyideas.net, should you want to copy and paste it. One of the things I have realized, and people who have been married a long time realize, is that marriage is not a love affair. A love affair has to do with immediate personal satisfaction. But marriage is an ordeal. It means yielding time and again. That's why it's a sacrament. You give up your personal simplicity to participate in a relationship. And when you're giving, you're not giving to the other person. You're giving to the relationship. And if you realize that you are in the relationship just as the other person is, then it becomes life-building, a life-fostering and enriching experience, not an impoverishment because you are giving to someone else. My favorite part of that quote is, you give up your personal simplicity. Think about what that means. It means you decide that the sum of the parts is greater than the whole. Instead of me and you, you recognize the us is what matters. I believe that marriage is an ordeal that does require yielding time and again. When you can give your partner the benefit of the doubt, it greases the ability to yield. Many times I have advocated talking about hard things consistently, which is necessary for relationship survival. It is far easier to do if you truly respect how the other person is wired differently than you. The benefit of the doubt makes it easier to be elegant about the differences, and this unlocks the door to communication. The benefit of the doubt is also a gift of aging together over time. Aging allows greater depth to our perceptions. It's definitely not all about me anymore. You more clearly see the whole picture instead of the angry, selfish narrative. So let me give you an example. While it might seem difficult to complain about someone who is overly virtuous, their downside would be that they are chock full of shoulds and judgments that would make sharing in a relationship more difficult. So their partner, who is already upset, hesitates to share because the partner will add salt to the wound. Here are two possible narratives about that example. 
a no-benefit-of-the-doubt, angry, squirrel-collecting nuts of unhappiness point of view would be, why isn't he there for me? He doesn't love me. He always makes it worse. I can't tell him anything. I'm so alone with him. We can't go on like this. Versus a benefit-of-the-doubt perspective. I get who he is. If I tell him now, he'll make it worse for me, not meaning to. So I'll tell him later when I can handle him making it worse. This second narrative allows the benefit of the doubt. It's more accepting. I get him. I understand. I will accommodate him on how to make this work for both of us. This second formulation is built on greater tenderness, on greater understanding of who the other person is, which the benefit of the doubt multiplies over the decades of a relationship. Stop and consider how much tenderness do you bring when you paint the portrait of your partner. One of my favorite moments as a client, mind you, I was working with Miriam Poster in front of 100 to 150 other therapists, was when she flipped a story I told myself through my early 20s, which had a very woe-is-me, victim-negative spin to it. My German stoic reserved father never told me he loved me until we were standing by the dishwasher and he commented, people go around saying I love you too much. She looked me in the eye and said, what an endearing story about your father. It completely flipped the narrative I had told myself. And I fully embraced this new way to look at that moment. Everybody has the choice to accommodate each other's differences. Or you can fall down the Alice in Wonderland hole of making things up and exaggerating the wounds to benefit you. Obviously, I'm not talking about giving the benefit of the doubt to abusive situations. I'm talking about each of us stepping on each other's toes because we all have a dark side, even the most virtuous person. My challenge for you today is to ask yourself, what is the narrative stuck in your head about your partner? Are you the squirrels collecting the woe-is-me nuts, or are you more generous and accommodating in recognizing how you are both wired differently? Consider whether or not tenderness towards each other is still a part of your relationship, and what can you do to act more tenderly? I really appreciate you as an audience. Have you hugged a non-listener today? No, really. They need it. Imagine going all day every day without podcasts in your life. Okay, now stop imagining that before you start weeping and let them know about what healthy couples know that you don't. 
Please subscribe and follow me on my website, therapyideas.net. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to What Healthy Couples Know That You Don't. If you have enjoyed the show, please leave a rating and review on iTunes and help get the word out. To learn more or connect with Rhoda, visit therapyideas.net.